This is Ireland's 100 to 102 Today FM. After three weeks, two days, three debates and more than a few gaffes, election 2016 draws to a close. Is that it? Hello again, Gavin Riley, with you again on the very final edition, for now at least, of Today FM's Election Daily. I say for now, uh, well first of all I say Election Daily, rather not so daily. Uh, we decided after the moratorium to delay this episode and release it to you on the day of polling, uh, just as a fix for those of you who really, really needed some coverage during the on-air blackout that we're observing today. So the last episode for now at least, because uh, no matter how much the major parties might rule it out, unless there's a fairly major swing in public opinion when votes are cast today, the government is not going to win a majority and it may well be impossible for any government to get the numbers together so we could be looking at another series of election daily before the end of the year it is quite the turnaround from what happened five years ago yesterday when Fine Gael and Labour were elected with 55% of the public vote and the biggest dull majority in Irish history but Fine Gael and Labour were still playing it cool yesterday in their final election event at least publicly claiming confidence that they still could pull off an overall win in fact their relationship was so tight that Enda and Jones started the final day of campaigning with a cup on tea down in Dublin's Docklands and afterwards they stood out together for a final doorstep and they consistently talked about consistency. The vast majority of people are looking forward here. Uh, they want a stable government. They want a government that's going to last the course and I might say that the arrangement between Fine Gael and the Labour Party was never a temporary little arrangement. It's gone the full five years. Fine Gael and Labour have focused unrelentingly on actually getting more employment into the country. A lot of the alternatives that are on offer, there's no common purpose or no great purpose behind the government offers. It's all about being in office as opposed to transforming the country in a positive way. What I would like to happen is that a clear signal would be given and a clear decision made by the people when they do cast their votes. One of the ways that they can avoid confusion and instability and the consequential dangers in that is to support the government that has been in office for the last five years. The job of anybody involved in government as being a skilled negotiator, particularly uh, if you're a leader in a coalition government, I have to say in terms of negotiations and discussions between myself and the Taoiseach, there has been 100% respect and parity of esteem. Jerry Adams was just across the river, originally intending to canvas and make a final media appearance on Moore Street before then relocating to O'Connell Street on the median just opposite the GPO. And as the media followed him over to that median beside the spire, he was spotted by a group of school children who were on school tour outside the GPO, and so over he went. So once he'd exchanged pleasantries with those and we went back over the median and we were free from the kids, Jerry spoke about asking voters to participate in another Eastern Rising and used some language that the kids themselves probably wouldn't have approved of. All we want is fairness for everybody, decency for everybody and a future. We're not, we're not this business of trying to frighten people. You know, stability versus chaos. There's been so much chaos in people's lives. So we're saying to people, are you better off five years on? Are you better off ten years on? And are your neighbours better off? Because we're a small place, and if we aren't affected ourselves badly, we know someone who's homeless, we know someone who's taken their own lives, we know someone who's spent time in a hospital trolley, and people want that to be changed. And tomorrow, and I appeal again to young people, to come out, not to listen to the bullshit 
to come out and vote and use your vote wisely and use it to elect a progressive government. Okay. Meanwhile, down in Cork, the man who has probably had the strongest campaign of the four party leaders, Fianna Fáil's Micheál Martin, was making his final pitch to voters too. We've put a choice before the people uh, of a Fianna Fáil-led government that can bring fairness and decency to Irish society, as opposed to a Fianna Gael-led government that will favour the wealthiest uh, in, our, in, in our community. And that's the essential choice uh, that we've put before the Irish people. We've listened very carefully to what people have said to us during the campaign but long before the campaign uh, and over the last number of years knocking on doors and so on we've gleaned uh, the key issues and concerns of the people uh, and I think our message has resonated with them. People do want fairness and they do want decency but we need to change the government to bring that about. A quick word on what's been a fairly quiet campaign and what appears to be for many a fairly unexpected rise in Fianna Fáil and this is my personal opinion albeit a professional one I don't think that rise for Fianna Fáil is all that unexpected. Firstly, bear in mind that Fianna Fáil were by far the biggest party in the state right up until the general election of 2011. And although they may have been tremendously unpopular then, Fianna Fáil's ground game on election day was always something really feared by the other parties. They had a really good knack of making sure that all of their voters got out on the day that lifts were arranged, that they made sure they tallied properly, that they knew exactly how every house was going to vote. That kind of machinery doesn't just appear overnight and once they have something to get enthusiastic about it's definitely something that will get turned back on again. But I think by and large this campaign has been pretty much exactly the same as what we've seen in leaders' questions in the Dáil for the last three years or so. Every day we go into Leinster House and we see Fianna Fáil and Sinn Féin raise genuine grievances with how the country is being run. Now sometimes those grievances aren't the fault of Fine Gael or Labour or anyone else and occasionally that is recognised but regularly the defence simply put back to Sinn Féin or Fianna Fáil is to mention Sinn Féin's connections to the IRA or to tell Fianna Fáil that the crisis is a byproduct of the financial meltdown that occurred during Fianna Fáil's last period in government. And again, there are some times when that's totally justified. But then again, regularly there are others where it hasn't been justified. And those of us who live our lives within the bubble of Leinster House and who watch leaders' questions three times a week during the regular dull terms we're long familiar, and to be honest, we have been long fatigued of hearing those lines of defence of Shinonomics or the IRA or of Fianna Fáil's financial catastrophe. But they have become the staple for the outgoing government, and that has largely been the same model in which the campaign has been fought. Fianna Fáil and Sinn Féin have had years to practice their lines, to clearly articulate what they see as legitimate problems with how Ireland is being run, even if some of those problems might in fact be their own fault. But perhaps out of a sense of complacency, the two government parties, Fine Gael and Labour, haven't refined their answers beyond those that they usually give. You guys wrecked the economy, you guys wrecked Northern Ireland, and so on. Within the Leinster House bubble, we have been bored of this for a couple of years. We filed the audio, it doesn't seem to make much difference. But certainly, we've been pointing out for a few years that the answers are now being really formulaic. When that same level of debate then is magnified onto the national stage and the average punter hears three weeks of that kind of debate where the main defence is Sinn Féin wrecked Northern Ireland, Fianna Fáil wrecked the economy, they will rightly say after five years of this government, that's not an excuse. Now, elections regularly become a vehicle for people to raise complaints or to pass verdict on the previous government. But an election can't change the past. It can only change the future. Irish voters, I think, are sophisticated enough to know that and I think they know that you can only use the same excuses for so long. 100 to 102 Today FM. Finally, some thoughts on where we go from here ahead of the polls closing at 10 o'clock tonight. As I said, elections are forward facing. You can't change the past, but you can change the future. 
And I've been saying, in fact, almost everyone's been saying that this has been a fairly quiet campaign. Now, perhaps I and other people in the media have our part to play in that. But equally, no major party has managed to set the world alight. And again, maybe that's because all we've heard in the last three weeks is a repeat of what we've really been hearing in the Dáil and elsewhere for the last three years. Um, Election 2016 has been a campaign that's defined more by gaffes than greatness. And it is an election which ultimately, depending on the results this weekend, of course, be lost or almost lost by some parties rather than being won by others. But that, of course, all depends on you. Now, you'll probably have heard a lot in the last few days and weeks and months about how 1916 being the anniversary of the Easter Rising, how men and women died so that you could have a vote. Now, that's not strictly true. Um, The people of Ireland, or at least many people in Ireland, had a vote long before 1916. Since the year 1801, we've been voting to send MPs to Westminster on our behalf. And before that, we had our own parliament uh, just opposite uh, Trinity College there at College Green in Dublin. But what the people of 1916 died for, and what they did fight for, was the right of the Irish people to decide their own affairs, without interference from abroad. Now, I personally have never been one to preach to people about abstaining from voting, or that you have to go and use your vote. I think it's perfectly fair for an undecided voter, who genuinely doesn't know who they would prefer to support, if they decide they don't want to impact on a result by casting a flippant vote that they might not really mean, or be all that motivated or passionate about. And if they'd prefer to outsource the responsibility for choosing leaders to their fellow citizens, then so be it. But if that's not you, if you want to have a say, the only way to do it, the only way that any modern society does that, is to show up to your local polling station today and have your say. So don't be a passerby. Go and check out the manifestos or visit two excellent websites, smartvote.ie or whichcandidate.ie. Find your constituency, put in your opinions and see which candidate most closely reflects your view of the world. Either way, get involved. Go to a polling station, check your details at checktheregister.ie if you're not sure where you're meant to vote. Give your first, second, subsequent preferences for as many or as few people as you like. Generally speaking, your vote is more influential if you cast more preferences. But again, if you don't care about lower preferences, I think it's perfectly fine not to feel obliged to go any further down the ballot paper than you actually want. Either way, today is about democracy. Democracy is about allowing citizens to make decisions and choose their leaders. But those decisions are only made by those who show up. And democracy is something that none of us should truly take for granted. As John Bowman once said, long may we choose our leaders with a ballot paper in one hand and a pencil in the other. 100 to 102 Today FM. So that's our lot for today and indeed for the whole series of Election Daily. Again, for now at least, for this election 2016 at least. Thanks to all of you for listening and especially to those of you who were kind enough to send in some feedback over the last three and a half weeks. And my personal thanks as well to my colleagues on the Today FM news team who have contributed packages, audio, nuggets, tidbits, suggestions and plenty more over the last three and a half weeks. I really do appreciate it. It's been a privilege and you never know, it might not be long before I'm back in this chair with another Election Daily series. In the meantime, we will be back this Saturday, the 27th of February, with updates on Today FM News on the hour from 8am, with two one-hour specials as well, live from the RDS Count Centre, this Saturday at 12 noon and again at 5pm. Everything you need to know, who's in, who's out, who's running the country and where we go from here, with me, the Today FM News team, some candidates, victorious and otherwise, and some expert panellists as well, all live throughout the weekend on Today FM. I'll leave you with this montage from Helen Vaughan, capping the last week of campaigning in what could well be the most crucial election of our lifetimes. I'm Gavin Riley. Thanks for listening. We'll see you on the other side. To whinge 
or not to whinge? That is the question. God knows we have some All-Ireland champions here in Castlebar. I don't mean Castlebar, Mitchells. I mean the whingers that I hear every week. My dad said, Sam, for a good career, you should give whinging a go. And you know what he called these? Is Castlebar people? No. Moaners. Ah, no. Mr. God. Ah, oh, the boss. on the radio. Oh, Jesus. All right. Anyway, look at... That's why I wouldn't vote for it. Uh, some of them wouldn't know sunshine if they saw it. <laughs> Mea culpa, I, I, I accept I should have clarified my remarks. Uh, it's nothing to do with any member of the public and any offence taken by any member of the public in Castlebar. I unreservedly withdraw that. Dropkick me Jesus through the goalposts of life. Please, Wait, please, please, no, one see, voice. Not, I'll tell you now, I am just going to give up here now because I've been completely ignored. And I'll tell you now, I'm fed up the whole bloody lot of you. Make me, oh, make me, Lord, more than I am. Everybody knows that every Labour deputy is fighting for their political lives. Thank Tell you. the three and they goes, adios. Hello. Mea culpa. It's me. I accept I should have clarified my remarks. I was wondering if after all these years you'd like to meet. Smugness with a smile in the case of uh, Michal Mark. Hello. Can you hear me? I'm out of work now, on and off, three years. I have had bits and pieces of work through the course of, of, over those three years. The homeless thing in Ireland is, is ridiculous as well. I mean, th- at this day and age, there shouldn't be people homeless. I don't think so. Hello from the other side. And I tell you now, I'm fed up the whole bloody lot of you. 100 to 102 Today FM.